evening. How's everyone doing? Good, good, good. It's a joy uh, to be back uh, here at Kaya. I'm really excited about being back this time because I'm not in the hot seat like I was in December. I get to ask the questions this time. And Pastor was not kind to me last time, so, so I, hopefully I don't take it out on, on these wonderful couples we have here today. Uh, but everybody excited to be here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good. So you have heard that we have two, two power couples with us today. Uh, and as they uh, come to talk about, talk about marriage, to help us think through relationships, uh, hopefully they'll let us also see what it means to be whole individuals and whole uh, people uh, and not just what it means to be in uh, a marriage, but helping us see what it means to be whole, what it means to be full, and what it means to chase human flourishing. So I hope we get into some of that today. But I'm they, they have been introduced as, as power couples, and I actually want us to hear uh, how they introduce themselves. You know, we, we all have, uh, I'm sure they have bi uh, bios on websites and everything, but I'm always interested to see how people that we uh, identify as power couples actually identify themselves. So this is what I want you to do. I want I want, I want, uh, uh, I want Tammy to introduce Gerald, uh -oh. and then I want Isaac to introduce Deirdre, and then vice versa, and then switch it. Yeah, can you do that? So let's introduce your spouse to us. Okay, so I got to start. Um, oh, wow. He is a husband, a father, a brother. Grammy-nominated producer and writer. Uh, come on, somebody. Um, pastor of Breathe ATL Church. And my best friend, Gerald Haddon. Yeah, let's just let's keep going. Well, I might as well stay here. She is the sexiest woman alive. Um, she is my center. She's a Grammy-nominated and actually Grammy Award-winning songwriter. Um, still award winner. And she's the mother to my three boys. Um, she makes me better. And she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Can y'all give it up for the one and only Tamara Bell Hatton. They just finished fighting in the back. <laughs> He make it up. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm happy to be home. I'm, I'm back. I'm back in D.C. All Virginia's right. home for you? Well, oh, okay. this is my D.C. church. Okay. Period. All right. So I have the honor and the privilege of introducing a woman that came on the scene. Uh, oh she came on the scene 40 years ago when she was born, but... She was able to grace, do her first album. Uh, she did her first album cover shoot uh, last year around October. She is a mother, an amazing mother. She's an amazing, like she's an amazing mother. Like she's a dance mom and a mom and she's a wife to a crazy man. So I give her all the accolades in the world. My wife, my beautiful wife, Deatra Karee. And I would like to introduce my husband, Isaac, um, North Carolina bred Nancy's baby hey! boy. 
Nancy, Nancy's baby boy, the biggest Kobe fan, rest in peace. And, um, I, and my, 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 my bestie, I just want to say. <laughs> Thank you. She don't talk about none of my awards because they don't matter at my house. I wash dishes, All I fold it. clothes. He loves to fold, he loves to wash clothes. He thinks it's therapy for him. And I mean, I, I'm here for it, so yeah. So we don't talk about my accolades at my house. Cool. All right, well, that's who you guys are. So we're here to talk about marriage, here to talk about relationships. <laughs> and you know, there are a lot of people, I, I have a lot of friends who are not interested in getting married, you know? Uh, and so I, I want you all to talk about why you wanted to get married, just in general. Why did you want to get married? Why was marriage desirable? And then tell us why you married who you married. Okay, I'll start. Um, I needed to get married. I'm just gonna be honest, I need I to get married. Uh, I, I'm a divorcee, I was married when I was young. Uh, when I sang with John P. Key back in the day, I was young and dumb. My friends and my mother told me I got a girl pregnant and, she's, and I was like, I'm not gonna do to my children what my daddy did to me. And my mom was like, don't be no fool. And I was a fool. So I got married young, prematurely, and it didn't last. And so I was single for years and I remember right here, that me and DC got something going on. Cause I met my wife in DC. Wow. I met my wife right here in this city. She was, uh, in, she had just graduated from college and she had a job. The George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she, was in, she had just graduated college. She was working here and I was doing a Tyler Perry play. And uh, we was at the, was it the Warner? The Warner Theater down? Yeah, so I was doing that play and I went to the radio station to do an interview and I, I, I met her sister who was working at the radio station and she asked me for two tickets, she brought my wife. And the, you know, so long story short, I, I needed to get married because God told me literally, and I'm not a deep person, I'm very shallow, <laughs> very shallow. But I'm gonna be honest with you, God told me every blessing that you will ever possess in your life is connected to this woman. Mm. And I was like, huh? I thought I was doing all right for myself. But he was like, no, that's another level, but it has, you have to be connected to somebody who's gonna bless you. So I believe that if this union is ever broken, my blessings will be forfeited. Wow. That's just my personal belief because I know what God told me. So I needed to be married and she really rescued a broken, wow. crazy, had problems with women, all kind of issues type of dude. And she took me as I was and help mold and make me and build me through, of course, through God's help. And she's, she's like, I told her what boy that I was looking at, This Is Us. Y'all watch that show? And we was in bed one night and I, I cried for like three days straight. I couldn't get myself together. And I, I remember it was probably like one, two o'clock in the morning. I wrote up and said, I'm not a good husband. And she was like, what? I said, if I can't, if I can't get to the level where Jack Pearson is, <laughs> Am I lying? You did. I don't even watch, but I don't She don't I'm, even watch. I said, if I can't get to the level where Jack Pearson is, I am nothing. And so that's, that was my story, man. I love it. I would say for me, I think I was in a different place when I met Isaac. I had just graduated from school. I was just going to work. I lived right around the corner, around here. And um, I think... I think it was just about our past crossing and being in a place to be uh, receptacle or, or being ready to get married. I just, I, I went to work every day, I did my thing and I went home. So I can't say that I was looking for it, then maybe eventually one day, but 
as as we as you know sometimes the 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 saying says be ready just do be do, do your thing and he will find you i i really believe that is what happened in my situation cool cool um like d said for me i wasn't necessarily looking to get married but even though i had known gerald he was around I wasn't really checking for Gerald, and I don't think Gerald was really checking for me right away. But when we, when we did connect, I couldn't see myself without him. I knew, I knew life had to be with him. And so within two days, I loved him as much as I love him today. So it was just a no-brainer. That's not the question yet. We're not going to talk about that yet. Go ahead. I need y'all to tell y'all other testimony when y'all finish. <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Um, I knew she was one after dating her for nine years. And after dating her for nine years, getting her pregnant um, two years into our relationship. Hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, hey. I didn't talk while you were talking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, y'all gonna get the real tonight. We're gonna share this stage. We're gonna share. I love it. You can't talk to my mic. But no, we dated for nine years and um, it was good and bad. And one day I realized, I said, I fuss with her, I argue with her, and I go back to her. Mm. So I said to my dad, here's the crazy part. I went to my dad, I just said, dad, which you know, older guys give you the, the wisdom, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. I said, dad, how do you know when you marrying the right woman or she married right? He said, you talking about Tammy. He said, if she keep coming and staying after y'all do what y'all do, you need to marry her. <laughs> and I said, I think you by right. And, and, and then I just said, I knew. I said, she ain't going nowhere, so I might as well wow. keep, she ain't going, hold on. It's not about romance, it's the truth. You want the truth? <laughs> I said, she ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. We might as well be together and love each other. And I love her, and I have loved her for 21 years. Yeah. So you have to be 21 years in. So. See, what y'all have to realize is, and remember this, is y'all want to hear the romance. Oh, it was so roses and beautiful. No, it was, it was a headache at times. But let me tell you this. As bad as I was as a boyfriend, tell her how I am as a husband. Worse. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I, I, take care, I take care of her. I make sure I'm 100%. You can't find no, like my friend LaShawn Daniel said, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody to say something negative about me in my marriage. Because the Bible says he um, is a good name to be desired above riches. And I try my best to take care of my wife and my kids and, and show her how much I love her. Oh, amen. <laughs> he think he did so. <laughs> he just waved me out a clap. All right, so nine years. You were nine years before. Nine yeah, years. yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could ever get away with that. That's a long time. You know, you know, after two years, they're like, yo, what's up? It's time, it's time. But you got nine in. All right, man. No, 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 not, uh -oh. not, I, the not Lord, I hear the Lord saying, same grace. You're going to get married. Hopefully. I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> you see how you turned away from that fast? I hear you. I hear you. Okay, now, nah, but So, Gerald, let me uh, talk to you. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm interested in hearing... Um, one thing about relationships that I often uh, uh, possibly even struggle with is learning how to argue well, argue constructively, uh, and <laughs> to, 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 you know, because I can, I can be disagreeable, 
right? Uh, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who can be disagreeable. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing uh, maybe some, some, some ways that you have learned uh, in those nine years and then beyond on how to, how, to, how to argue in ways that actually lead to resolutions, lead to uh, solutions, lead to actually fixing the problem you're talking about. Because, uh, you know, I, I do marriage therapy. Uh, I've gone through relationship therapy uh, in, in my life. And uh, allegedly, people argue about the same thing over and over again. It just gets masked, right? And part of that is this inability to actually solve what you're dealing with, that it snowballs and it avalanches. So you're really arguing about the same thing, just in different shades of it. So have you all it's figured out here. ways, have you all figured out, <laughs> have you all figured out ways to, to argue with each other that actually lead to resolution? Um, I, I think some things will never be resolved because a lot of times we want people to change. We don't want to accept who they are. And so we keep coming back to the same thing and arguing about the same thing, and that's just who they are. Um, but with that said, I think we've learned how to fight fair, but we fight. Like, we're songwriters, so our verbiage is very creative. Like, we, we, say, we say exactly what we have to say. But I think what we learned a long time ago is like a win for me could be a loss for Team Haddon. So we've learned that at the end of the day, we both want the same things. And so we have not necessarily mastered the art of fighting, but what we have mastered is the art of apologizing and forgiving. We apologize quickly and we mm. forgive even quicker than that. So it's like, I think that's the thing that's, that's helped us because we can say some stuff. Like I can, I can cut you up down sideways and no, you know, no, he can do the good. same thing. And then literally within 10 or 15 minutes, it's like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Cause this is my best friend. Sure. Now I got something I want to talk to you about. We, we, I got to kick it with you. We want to ride out. I can't do that, man. So we got to get over it and move on. Yeah. yeah. Don't even look over here. Y'all want to shout at me? Y'all want to shout at me? I failed in that area. <laughs> I would say, I would say one, one realization that I had to come to very early was that we were from different types of homes or just the way we were raised or having a two-parent situation or one or just in how we want to resolve situations. And with that said, we've definitely come along further. Isaac is the type that will, he will go a while before. If he don't don't, wanna... don't not buy my music when y'all find out who I am. <laughs> go ahead, baby. But, but seriously, he's the type that when he was ready to deal with something, he would deal with it. So it could be a day two days. Mind you, I'm ready to deal with it now because I don't like things to fester. I and, I, and so that which was the challenge for me. And at the same time, the um, one thing that I would say grew me up early on in our marriage, because I, we had to learn at the end of the day, although I think I realized a little bit more than Isaac, that we're on the same team. We have to find ways to communicate. We have to find you can't go through days without saying, dealing with the situation, because either way, it's still going to be there. Yeah. So learning how to handle the situation. Yeah, my wife is being generous. I've gone weeks. Oh. I've gone like at least a week in the same house and don't say anything because I'm a Taurus, and I know we don't believe in horoscopes, but some of that stuff be true. I'm stubborn. <laughs> I think I know everything. And sometimes, I'm just keeping it real with y'all because we family. And Keep it real. Yeah. And, and, and I, 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 I don't ever want to hurt her feelings, so I have to bridle my tongue and, 
And then I'm, I'm just so like, I shut down. Because in my mind, what I did or what I said made sense. Yeah. It just doesn't register to her. And until it registers to her, we can't talk about nothing. But it took death. It took losing people. It took just untimely. Maturity. But yeah, but it took a lot of those things for me to understand. I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb for allowing something so small. When she's ready to talk, I'm just being a dude. I'm being stubborn. I'm, I don't got nothing to say. You know, it, you know, you ain't, you know it, it was just dumb. So over, you know, we just made 16 years in, uh, last Friday. And amen, amen. I, I, and, and, and it took, it took that long to learn and it'll take another 16 years to keep learning. And I'm just being honest with you, so uh, I'm working on that. But it takes so much time. Like somebody told me a long time ago, marriage is the, marriage is the one thing that you can never, you, you can take a day off, but you go pay for that day that you take off. Yeah. It's an everyday job and it never stops. Yeah. You can take off, but you got to go back and make that day up. Because it's so much, you never, it's so much about her that, that I have to unpack. It's so much yeah. that she has to unpack about me. And, you know, we're still figuring it out. Sure. And you know what? For, for me, like for us, you, you don't sleep in a separate room. You don't go to bed not talking. Like that, that was just a thing for us. And one thing I, I, I told Gerald and we tell other couples now when people come to us, there's one thing for sure. And that's that one day one of you will tell the other one goodbye. That's for sure. And on that day, will what you tripping about matter? It won't matter. And, and we all just, we shared a, a situation where my husband's best friend, LaShawn, left the house and didn't come back. And his wife wasn't expecting that. And she was beating herself up because she had studied all night and was too tired to get up and walk into the door. So she never got to say goodbye. You know what I'm saying? But marriage, arguments happen in marriage. Sure. Apologize quick, y'all. It is so not worth it, especially if you know you ain't going nowhere. You're not leaving. Get in the bed. Sleep with your back to him if you got to. But don't act crazy. Now, I never slept in another room. Yeah, ain't nobody doing I'm getting in my bed. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's good. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this, is, and what's connected to what, what you said was sometimes you have to, you have to, and, and this is that kind of mature discipline that I think takes time to being willing to lose the argument to save the marriage, to save the relationship. Mm -hmm. is, that's, that's an important uh, practice. But both of you all said something that got me thinking about the power that you have to shape the mood, to shape the attitude of the one you love, right? And I'm sure y'all have been on this journey, uh, you know, 16 years, 21 years. Uh, you all are still learning each other in some ways, right? Because we all have the tendency to, to grow, hopefully, and, and, and who we are next year is hopefully a better iteration uh, than who we are this year. But this idea of getting to know somebody, loving someone, that also means that you have the power to hurt that person the most with your words, with your actions. How do you become a good steward of that kind of power? If you know you can hurt them with a word, with a, with a turning of the back at night, with a 
I am going to stay. I'm not going to talk to you for two weeks because I know that this, my silence hurts you more than arguing does. How do you manage that kind of power with your, with your, with your, with your lover, with your, with your spouse, with your partner? Well, when the, when the scripture says, and the two shall become one, right? We're always moving towards that becoming one. And when you start to realize, and you, I, when I look at him as if he's an extension of me, why would I want to cut me? Why would I want to hurt me? Why would I want to take me out? Now, we learn this by default. I learned that I didn't want to hurt him by hurting him. And I didn't like where it put us, and I didn't like how my home felt, and I didn't like how my children responded to where we were during that time. But before I made him cry, I didn't know him crying made me cry. Does that make sense? So as I am becoming one with my husband, because I'll be becoming until we're, till death do us part. Sure. As long as I'm becoming, I'll always become more and more sensitive to what he needs and what he doesn't need. Because there are some things he doesn't need. He doesn't need my criticism. He doesn't need me to beat him down. As a black man, he gets that in the world. Talk. You never want to be, how can I put this? You never want your husband, his peace to be anywhere you're not. And by that I mean, by, by that I mean him saying, I'd rather be anywhere but here. You get what I'm saying? What's the scripture? Which, which one are you thinking about? It's better about? to dwell in the corner of a rooftop. In a house, house with a contentious, woman. nagging, mean, I can't do nothing right woman. You know, and so that's, I, I, learned, I learned by default. I learned as I made mistakes. And him giving me the grace to learn from those versus saying, you know what? You out of here. You broke my heart. You out of here. So he extended grace. And, and I, I think it's the same thing, too. Can I add to that by saying our pride walls? Pride walls will make you... Um, try to use your power or tear her down or vice versa. So we need to find out where our pride wall is because of our pride wall. And what, let me tell you about the pride wall in case people are like, what's a pride wall? We all have one. It'll make, if she does say something to me crazy, how high is my wall to make me say something crazy back? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if we, can, if we can bring our pride wall down, we'll learn to fight fair. Because a lot of people, if you take, we're still hurting from past relationships. We're still hurting from that boyfriend or that girlfriend who hurt us before, and we just add to our wall like it's a brick, like this building. So if you can ask yourself where your pride wall is, it'll help you to say, because now with me, my pride wall now is probably this. It's, uh, <laughs> it's coming, it's, it done came down. It was a skyscraper. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a skyscraper. But I done brought it down to about the size of this building. And, and I, Jesus. And I'm bringing it down more. But no, I'm being very truthful, y'all. I'm being truthful. Right. And that's the only way we can win is that we be truthful. So I learned now to the power I have to be able to hurt her. I say, no, nah, let me back off. Because if I say this right here, it's going. It's, this one right here, it can cut deep. And vice versa. And she taught me because she's way better than me. She's way better than me with the words. So I said, oh, she, she could have said something crazy. I know she could have, but she held back on me. She held back on me. And, and, 
I tell her all the time, I'm having a conversation with myself even if I'm not having it with you. So sometimes I let her in on the conversations that I'm having with myself. Like the other day I told her, I said, Tammy, we didn't talk about this, but I'm just let you know, I heard you and I know what you could have did in that moment. And I appreciate you for not doing what you could have did <laughs> in that moment. Because you see the moves. You see the move, you be like, she could have jabbed right there and got me, but she didn't. And I pound her on it like, thanks for not doing it. <laughs> That's dope. Um, for, for me, um, it's just, you know, I've, I've had to learn my wife twice. Mm. I, I married her young, and uh, then when she turned 40, in, 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 in March of last year, I was like, okay, it's a whole other person now. The little quiet, okay, whatever. D's like, look, you know, another woman came out and was funny and weird at the same time because I kind of like that woman. The woman that, that just don't take mess. See, I always say, I'm very outspoken. I don't bite my tongue. I think men die because of hypertension, stress, and we don't talk. So we hold all that stuff in, and then we be the ones dying at 40, and, the, and Big Mama them be living at 82. <laughs> it's because we don't get off our chest, so we need to get off our chest. We talk to our boys, but we really don't talk to the ones that we need to talk to. So I'm that guy. I ain't dying because I'm holding nothing in. I'm about to lay it all out. And she didn't like that. But now she's become that. Well, she will tell me exactly what it is, and I appreciate it because I'm a person that I, I, I deal with straight lines. You tell me exactly, I don't like all the, don't do that to me. Give me, even if it hurt, tell me what it is, and then let me adjust. Don't come around the corner and hit me any kind of way. So she's learned to just kind of be direct, say it, and uh, yeah. And it don't always feel good, but I appreciate it because as much as I talk and as much as I go and as aggressive as I can be, uh, you can't not take it when it comes back to you. I don't think that's fair. So I always say, I don't run a dictatorship in my house. Say what you want to say. You can say whatever you want to say because I don't control you. I, just think, I think men sometimes put a muzzle on their wives' mouth and make them feel like if you say this, X, Y, Z, one, two. No, no, no. Say what you need to say because I'm going to say what I need to say. And that way, I know the truth, you know the truth, and we deal with it. What would you say? Um, I would just like to say that I think the biggest thing for me is just the willingness to be able to compromise. I know Isaac is a talker. If I know he can go, I can say one thing, or he's going to go 12, 20 whole minutes after that. I'm like, okay, well, let me just get one in. So I... <laughs> that's facts. Facts. So you got to, you know, you just got to, you have to... And I think it, one thing, learn, know your spouse, number one. Know, their, their, know who they are and if, the, if they're a talker. But at the same time, respect each other's space, respect each other's opinion, and the willingness to, to allow, and I will say allow because, uh, because we, we are all, we're all one. We're on the same team. So just respecting their opinions and, what they, and who they are and what they have to say. So, yeah. So, so I think... Uh, one thing I'm, I'm also hearing here is that how, how do you, and I'm, I'm going to put it in the question, so as we, as we are talking about 
Fighting Fair, as we're talking about managing this power that we have to influence, uh, to, to really shape the heart of the person we love, how do we also think about, and maybe it's just me, because when I'm, when I'm in a conversation, I'm listening, but I'm also thinking about what I'm going to say next, right? right? I got, I'm, I'm preparing my response. I don't know what I'm preparing my response to, but I know I'm going to say something good next, right? Uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, I like to think I'm a wordsmith, too, so I like, I say, yeah, I got this one, right? Um, but, so, there's, there's what you said, there's what he heard, there's what she heard, and then there's the truth somewhere in there, right? Um, how, how do we learn how to really listen to each other, right? Because maybe it is take a time out. Maybe it is I do need a week just to not talk about this. Or maybe it is, yeah, let's just go to bed. I know we're not supposed to go to bed mad, but I'm mad, right? Uh, how, how, how do we learn how to listen to each, listen to each other in, in, those contentious, in those contentious moments uh, so that we actually hear where the other person is coming from and not just fighting with our assumptions about what they're saying? Um, I think it's actually just this simple, listening. Okay, and Isaac can tell you, me and him argue probably more than we, me and him argue more than me and Tammy actually do, okay? When we would argue, and he'll tell you now, when I argue with him, I listen, I actually sit and let him get it all out. Yeah, we have a thing. I wait for 50, it could be 15 minutes of him just, and you know what we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, she taught me this. This is what she taught me, because now when we talk, I actually sit and listen. And like you said, I'm a wordsmith too, so I'm like, all right, don't reply to that. Because <laughs> this would be all night if I reply to that one right there. This is what's going through my head the whole time she's talking. And you know when you do that, I'm like, yeah. All right, leave that one alone. But I, do want, I don't understand that one. So I'm going to have to ask her, can you unpack that for me? Um, mm. And then I'll go, I, I just, just take my time and say, I want to listen. And I want to wait. And then what I try to do now is say, all right, maybe we need to come back to this. Because sometimes answering right in the moment, you listen, because we have to stop. Uh, what was, I can't say it. I'm not going to say it right but replying, listening to reply. Um, stop listening to reply. Mm. Listening to hear versus to, re to respond. Thank yeah. you. And, and that's what we got to have to stop doing. So now I'm learning, so I said, okay, I'm gonna take this conversation. And sometimes it can um, make her mad at me because I say, are you through? After I done listen, I mean, I done listen. I say, are you done? She said, you're not gonna say nothing? No. And then that makes her mad. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure this thing out. But I guess I'm saying we have to listen. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe we start writing things down because, like she said, fighting fair. Yeah. I'm learning to fight fair. So I want to make sure I don't... And then I got kids in the house, too. Mm -hmm. So when the kids are in the house, I try to show them and I tell them, like, this is how you should deal with this because now my, even my sons, because we have a problem. My baby boy acts like our side of the family. I mean, my middle son. He likes to... Ah, ah. And that's what I like to do. Ah, ah. That's, and if y'all know what that eye is, who you talking to? Why y'all do that? Who left the dishes in the sink? Ah, everything is that. It could be, are we going to the store? Yeah, we going to the store. That's our household. So I have to tell myself every day when we're talking and we're arguing uh -huh. to go, don't go, why are we going to, why, what? And just listen. So I go, all right, I'm listening. And I ain't going to reply to this one right now. And when I do it, 
can I bring it from 10 to five? And can I take it from five to two because it's a process yeah. that I'm still learning every day. And she tells me now that I'm getting better. <clears throat> I'm getting better. Am I getting better? Okay. <laughs> I'm getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's my. Now my wife is a master at that. And it makes me mad. Dee is the type of person when we're talking, I ask her a question or I go on my whole little thing and Dee takes these pregnant pauses. But her pregnant, pause, her pregnant pause is literally pregnant. It's nine months. <laughs> like she will pause to the point where it's like. It burns him up. Cause he's like, are you there? Hello, hello, hello. But I'm thinking, I'm, I'm processing. I process my, my <laughs> what I'm gonna say. I process what I'm saying because I'm thinking about the response. I'm thinking about, <laughs> I'm thinking about his feelings, but I'm also considering what the, how it's all gonna flow at the end. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> By the time we finish this, she'll respond. And I'm like, D. Like, do you not hear? So for me, it's like, you don't hear me talking to you? Then she won't respond to that. Yeah. So now I'm like, D! And she's like, I'm thinking. And I don't understand that, but it works for her. What has helped our marriage is if I'm this, she's this. We can't both be here and we can't both be here. And we always somehow find a way She'll come up a little, I'll come down a lot. And we'll meet somewhere in the middle, but it's just, it, I don't know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know in my house. I don't know if there's a, 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 a real answer for that. It's just that process of letting, I think what has worked for me is I let her be her. Yes. You know, it, man, you can't change people. You can't, you can only pray to God and allow God to change people. You don't marry somebody hoping that, yeah, she rough around the edges now, but no, she might be rough in 20 years. <laughs> like, are you in love with where she is? And if and when she changes, are you secure enough to be like, why you, why you wearing that now? You've been wearing your dress down to your ankles all these years, now you wanna, she's changing. And you have to allow them to evolve and allow us to evolve as people and be okay with that. And I've always been okay with her being her, like I was trying to push her, like wear this, don't wear that. I still do that, but wear this, don't wear that. Do this, don't do it. You know, but she found a way to make it work for her, and it's helped us because I just gotta stay out of her way. Yeah. No, and then you gotta you gotta respect our differences, like we've been saying. There's a book called um, "Men Are Waffles, Women Are Spaghetti." Y'all heard y'all heard about that book? You heard about that book, about that book Isaac? I have fan. not. There's okay, so basically, what it I don't talks like to about, read. They have audio. Audible. <laughs> they have audible no, books. Basically, what it talks about is how men are able to compartmentalize every every single thing. Like, it's a lot going on, but as a man, you can have a lot going on. But you're like, right now, I'm talking about the socks on the floor. That's what we're talking about right now, right? So women are spaghetti. Everything is just overlapping. Everything. It's noodles everywhere. So you're talking about socks. But I'm talking about the fact that I wanted to go on a date night two weeks ago, and you know, and so. There's, there's, there's this big disconnect that just is what it is. And when you recognize that, when you respect the woman for being the woman, and when you respect the man for being the man, you will understand that your styles are different, 
your approach is different, but at the end of the day, if I can bottom line it, if we can bottom line it, even if we don't agree, if we can agree to disagree on the bottom line, then we have had a successful argument because we came back center. But we mess up when it's like, I want you, this is not gonna work unless you see it like me. I'm no. never gonna see it like you, I'm not you. Period. Point blank, period. And I think that's when arguments just keep going, keep going, because I want you to be me and you're not. Yeah, nobody wants to suffer wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you have to suffer wrong. I mean, I'll be wrong for the sake of keeping peace. Mm -hmm. It's a hard I thing to that. do. No, I hear you. L let, me, let me ask you a question. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people here today who have like, relationship goals. Uh, they have these types. This is, I want her to be this. I want him to be this, right? Um, they need to make this much money. They need to have this. I want the family to look like this. To what extent can you not have everything you want in your partner? And then how do you go forward knowing that some of the things you wanted, you never really needed? Yeah. I always say, uh, I know what I wanted. God gave me more of what I needed than what I wanted. Mm. And that's say, no slight to her. No, no, no. Can, you say, me, can you say a little more about that? Yeah, he gave me more than what I needed. Um, if I would have got what I wanted in totality, it would have been from a physical perspective. And my wife is bad. Stand up, honey. <laughs> she ain't gonna do that. But my wife is bad. My wife is beautiful, head to toe. Stand up, honey. She's beautiful. But I would have probably had something else because TV, the world makes you feel like it has to be packaged this way and look this way. The hair has to be this and this and And I would, I would, as much as I travel, as much as I work, I would have never been able to trust her. I would have never, I would have known what was going on in my house. Could you take care of things? Could you, would you pray for me when I'm sleeping? Wow. Would you cover me? You know, so God gave me, he was a, he, I mean, man, you did, you did me right, Doc. He gave me what I needed. Then he sprinkled on the things that I wanted because I was very specific. I was very, very specific in what I asked for. And I, I, <laughs> I said, she got to have pretty feet. Come on, brothers. And he literally asked me that the first time the I saw The first him. time I, didn't know I why, saw her, I said, take your shoes off. I was like, nobody's doing that. Take them off! Nobody's doing that. We're standing She didn't downtown. do it, but I so asked them. No, I'm not and, doing that. And I, I was very specific, pretty smile, nice in the hips. And, and God gave me that. But the things that I did not know that I wasn't specific was, I got a praying woman. I got a woman who really knows and loves God. Good. I got a woman, I wake up in the, I, I go to bed at night, I wake up in the morning with my forehead greasy. I'm like, was I sweating? <laughs> I, got, I got praying oil all on my head. I walk in the room, something dripping on my head. She done put oil on the door. I'm like, D, we got a leak, baby. That's Jesus. Scriptures in your, in your text? Yo, I mean, my luggage, I open my luggage. She got scriptures in there. And I mean, she's so thoughtful. She's so, so I'm like, you can't, you can't, you, you, you have to be that. Yeah. You can't train that. Either it's in you or it ain't. So be careful of what you're asking for, fellas. Because you'll get somebody who got all the measurements and all the, all the physical acumen and then she be crazy. You know, so she, I, I, I married way above my head. 
Well, I would just say 16, 17 years ago when we started, uh, when we met, none of this was, no, no social media, maybe MySpace was around. No, but, it wasn't. Okay, well, no that's even worse. Media. I remember having a, so, but I would definitely say social media makes, thing, makes us have false perceptions of what we want, good, what good, we see. Good, 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 um, good. You know, everybody likes to show the, you know, themselves on a, on a trip or a yacht or with their girlfriends or, you know, these false perceptions of what their daily lives are, but, you know, who wants to put the bad up? But definitely, I would say have goals of what you want, but dig more deeply into what you really think about more of what you need for yourself and also pray about it. I would say look more into that aspect of what you seek in a relationship. We'd be broke if yeah. I didn't have her. She okay. likes to, she like, I like to shop, she like to save. That's a balance for me. Gotcha. She's like, man, I don't care about this. <laughs> what that account looking like? Yeah. Can we pay these bills? Yeah. Do we have something for our, for our daughter? So even from that aspect, because you know, we live in a day down where women want to do, how you say it, Giovanni and Givenchy and Gucci and Givenchy and all that. My wife like, doc, give me Givenchy. Give me, <laughs> give me. I'm just that, yeah, I'm just a different girl. I'd rather go be on a trip. I'm not, yeah, it's like, I like memories. I don't really care. Now, you, you, brought up, you brought up social media. Uh -oh. And now, I'm hearing that social media is really breaking up homes. Really? So, so, so talk to us, talk to us about the role of social media in your marriages. How do you navigate it? Because I'm sure the DMs get full after stuff like oh, this. Yes. I'm sure that happens. Uh, how, how, you, how, do you, how do you balance I, that? I would, well, I can't say we have a balance, but I will say we, we do have friends or that are in relationships and they feel some, like they have rules of when their spouses, like they have feel some kind of way of the spouses and post them, which yeah, yeah. is insane to me. Um, but I feel like something that you're passionate about or, you know, you feel some kind of way about, it's not even a question, you're gonna do it because of just of how you feel. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to, you know, just social media, it just needs to, it needs to be right, that's all I know. Like, it, it just needs to be, you need to be doing, my, my, what my, you do my, in the dark, it will come to light. So it better to you right. better be and, 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 for, and honestly, for, for us, and, and we're, we're, we're super, super transparent. We've gotten to that place where we can just tell the truth. Um, social media, I hate it, but I know I have to do it because um, of what I do. But it's so time consuming. Um, and you find yourself gravitating to it every day, all day sometimes. And so I look, I scroll through, I'm like, I look, there's so many beautiful people in the world, women. Double tapping. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I do double tap, you know. <laughs> I do, you know, but I, I'm very, I, I know, like first of all, my wife is like this. We were married before social media, so social media is not gonna control my marriage. Good. So I post about her when I want to, she posts about me when she wants to. There's no, she'll, don't post me every uh, Man Crush Monday. You don't have to. How do you treat me at home? Do you tell me you love me at home? Because see, everything we see on social media, it ain't true. Besides, right? I know my wife loves me. My wife know I love her. I come home every night. I'm there, I'm present. So social, we have not uh, uh, allow social media to control us. But somebody told me once, and I, I passed the journal to Tammy, they was like, man, you know, the fact that you don't post your wife as much, it shows that there must be a problem in your marriage. But months later, <laughs> they were the one that didn't make it. 
Mm. So I just take my chances on why doing son, the way Why I feel like I know that voice that you just used? First of all, <laughs> shut up, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you. Oh, no, it wasn't me. I said, I just know the voice. The voice you used. I you said, definitely <laughs> know the voice. Is that so-and-so? Um, I, think, I think for us, it's... <laughs> He's so petty. <laughs> you said it. You used, why you have to use the voice? You didn't have to use the voice. <laughs> like giving it away. But anyway. Wow. I think for us, it's... it's um, a non-factor, like the whole DM things and all that, because I think if somebody's gonna cheat, they're gonna cheat. Um, before social media ever came around, people found a way. And if, um, if that's what he would want to do, there is nothing I could do to stop it. I could drive myself crazy trying to, right. but there's nothing I could do um, to stop it. So for us, it, it's never even been an issue. I don't even think I've ever... One, one time. Give it to me, me, I don't remember about, was it five, six years ago? Um, when Facebook was really, really heavy. And I want to oh, say- Oh, when I found out about your daughter? No. Oh. When you what? Now, now see, Tam. When you now, what? Now, wait a minute. Tam, you gonna have to tell that story. When you what? What'd she say? Cause she we got some. She's wait. so messy. You want me to tell you about it? Wait. Okay, so, oh, okay, tell your story, then I'll tell her. She's so messy. She's, Tammy is messy, y'all. Tell her, Tammy. My. She messy. But about five, six years ago, I remember getting on the cruise. Remember I was with Mary Mary getting on the cruise, and Tammy called me and says, who, girl, she ringed my phone. I said, hey, babe, you know I'm about to check into the cruise? She said, who is Irene the Dream? And I said, you remember that? I said, how you know about Irene? That's what I said. First of all, she sounded like she 80, Irene. <laughs> But this is the funny part. This is exactly how it happened. She said, Cheryl, who is Irene the Dream? I said, how you know about Irene the Dream? She said, because you liking her pictures on Facebook. I said, oh. And I said, oh. I said, well, I do be liking her pictures on there. You know, I like everybody's pictures that I scroll. <laughs> no, real talk. And I said, she said, well, stop. And this was so dope about my wife. She says, you need to stop liking her pictures because everybody's seeing it. I saw it. No, you said, no, you said, I saw it. Did I see it? So everybody seen you liking Irene the Dream's pictures. I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that was about six years ago. And I said, you know what? Oh, let me stop doing that because it could be a problem and it may make her feel some type of way. That because what happens is if my wife started liking pictures of muscled men, 6'6", six, six, bald-headed, dark-skinned, and... And, and I don't look nothing like that. I'm gonna be like, man. You said, so, don't describe me. Isaac said, don't describe me, Jerry. No, I would describe you if we said six feet. She's my sister. You don't have to talk about my dimensions. But, but you get the point. The point is, I had to look at the, the shoe on the other foot of saying that if she was liking them kind of me, if I'm like, wait. But to be honest, so, if so, I said that to you, I wasn't concerned about us. No, it was But I, it I am us. always very concerned about the perception of him Absolutely. concerning ministry and things like that. And because that's, that's exactly because people don't look, people don't. think marriage is, I'm gonna tell the story, I'm gonna tell y'all about Gerald's daughter. So here it is. So, I do not have a daughter. He doesn't have a daughter. Never have. Yeah, as far had. as I know. Okay. So, she um, message. She, see, this is what I, no, this no, no, what no, I do. No, 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 Isaac, I never tell. So Gerald had an ex-girlfriend that because we eloped, we dated for nine years, yeah. and we got married without him clearly telling some other girls that he got married. So he had to backtrack and tell some people, like, you can't call me no more, I'm married. 
So, but I told this young, I told this young lady before I got married because she called me. She called him and said, "I just wanted you to hear from me. I'm pregnant." Da 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 da. da right? She texted me this. What? Whatever. She told you. And then. <laughs> no, because. And then, I, I, Right, no, no, no. So then Gerald says, well, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say it's mine? I'm getting ready to get married. Like, and she was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying the baby is yours. I just wanted you to hear it from me and not somebody else. She okay, said, cool. She said, because we're friends. And I'm sitting here like, friends? Yeah, okay, cool. So 15 years later, um, she sends a picture. She sends a picture of the girl, but she sends it private to Gerald's Facebook. So I'm like, why is she posting a picture of her daughter? I was like... And she looked like you. So I'm, I'm, I'm messing with Gerald. She's I'm so like, messy. I'm like, she, she looked like Boy, then we go to Benihana in we Detroit. Have, but here's we, the crazy part. We part. home in Detroit. Yeah. And the child walk in for her 15th birthday. I said, Gerald, your daughter here. She's celebrating her 15th birthday. It was, it was so random. We, <laughs> Tammy is messy, y'all. Got to understand. But we, it was randomly weird that when we walk in, we walked in and they and were LaShawn sitting And LaShawn was in on that. LaShawn was like, Gerald, she looked like you. <laughs> she looked like... No, but, but Tammy taking pictures of her across the thing, sent it to my friend, said, look, Gerald's daughter is in here. I'm like, Tammy, stop doing that. Tammy, was her head, was her head shaped like this? <laughs> All right. I'm All right, just asking, because y'all know you don't got no daughter, bro. We got a few more questions, <laughs> a couple of questions. <laughs> All right, so, so... 21 years, 16 years, y'all are committed to each other. Yes. Fidelity is a, is a, is a priority uh, for you guys. And, um, you know, I hear people saying that, that marriage is where sex goes to die. Is where sex goes to die. How y'all keep it going? Hey, listen, so... My, my, our pastor is Bishop Noel Jones, right? So Bishop says stuff like, he said, you can tell a married couple out to dinner. He said, because they the people not talking to each other. <laughs> he said, if they dating, they talking. If they married, they not talking. But sex in marriage. Here's what I would say. I will say sex in marriage is amazing. But we're not, okay. I feel like lust drives you. Um, there's a security and a safety in marriage that I can say, oh, honey, I'm tired. We, I got you in the morning. No, really. Lust makes you feel like I have to go. Maybe I won't be able to see him again tomorrow. Let me stay here. But I love him. He loves me. We in this for life. We got years and years and years to have sex. And so if I don't feel like it tonight or I'm exhausted, there's no, what's happening to our sex life? No, I'll see you in the morning. But the best part about it is there such a safety in it? Like married couples, I think, laugh a lot. <laughs> laugh a lot. They laugh a lot, they enjoy each other, and they're able to reinvent themselves over and over again. We can try something that maybe we never tried before. If we like it, we like we it. If we honest, don't, we don't. Marriage is where you really learn. Let me be truthful. <laughs> marriage is where you really learn, because now, when I look back, half the things I thought I was doing amazing back in the day, I said, whoa, I wasn't, do I wasn't so amazing <laughs> as I thought I was. Because she, she told, you know what I mean? You, you find out. I don't out. believe in, I, I'm not a liar. <laughs> I'm not a liar. Now, real talk, I'm not a liar. And wives, okay, we got babies in here, so we can't really talk, talk. But 
if you're going to spend your life with one person, I'm going to tell you that's not it. Period. Period. A little to the left. A right, little to the left. left. You ain't hit that one right. quite right. We got to work on it. So, because why? You the only somebody that can get at it. So get at it right. Now, now, here's the problem. Here's the problem can for I real, for handle? real. Can our ego handle Your ego, husbands. Come on. This one. Your ego to has to be able to handle it. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this in a way, because y'all grown, I'm going to say this in a way that hopefully y'all can grasp, okay? <laughs> key isn't here. Okay, out of the entire female population in the world, statistically, only 3% of women can just straight with it. Other than that, you better get creative. So, listen. So listen. Baby, listen. It, for real though, it does not mean that I don't love you. It don't mean that I'm not enjoying it. It just means that physically, I'm not part of the 3%. So we gotta do something else. But if I tell you that, and women, if this is your husband and this is the only man you're gonna be with for the rest of your life, if you cannot tell this man, I cannot get there with this and this alone without him feeling some kind of way, y'all better go find a therapist where somebody can mediate so you can get yours. There was a woman, and I'm gonna turn this over to you. You gotta go on it. There this is her question. This there her was question. a grandmother. There was a grandmother. <laughs> who had five children and never had one. Ever had one. She had a lot of other stuff, but she didn't have that. What's that? I'm not as babies in here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because obviously she wasn't able to tell him what she needed. And this is real, this is real talk. And men, let me tell you something. If you have a wife that she can kind of I'm not gonna say take it or leave it, but she's like, oh, not, you know, and, and, and like I said, we all have moments where it's like, you know, I'm exhausted, but if, if she can take it or leave it anytime, it's because she's not getting what she needs. Fool around and give her what she needs. You're gonna be like, yo, wait a minute. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I, 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 I really resonate with the part where Tammy said, you have to be creative. My wife is so nervous right now. <laughs> but I tell you, this one over here sweating. This whole sofa's sweat. She's sweating. She's like, what this fool gonna say tonight? I'm at home, D. Let me be me. No, seriously. Uh, when she said you have to be creative. So anybody who knows me, even if you follow me on social media, Ike Nice, at Ike Nice, you can follow me tonight. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but if you know me, I get this more than I get anything else about me. He's silly. He funny. He crazy. They don't talk about my singing, he loud. He's but loud. they know I love to have fun. So I'm crazy, so, <laughs> I'm crazy. So, one night me and my wife were having ministry. <laughs> Wait. And I'm silly. I'm silly, so, <laughs> oh my God. So me and Gerald have these things where we, me and Gerald, I think John Gray too, we, we silly. We get on FaceTime with wigs. We just be FaceTime each other. And y'all, anybody see me with wigs? Oh, me and Gerald was just on FaceTime, they just clowning with wigs. So I went about, I went about clowns and pulled out a wig and me and my wife was ministering. 
<laughs> we had a week out. But we laughed and we discovered something that it cannot, it's, it, we make it so serious. But she laughed and we laughed and we cried. You enjoy one another. We finished. He looked like somebody's grandma. I look like somebody's grandmama. But it taught me that this is my, this my friend, bro. So like we had, we, we created a moment. I'm not telling dudes to go get a wig and do what you do. I'm saying find a way to enjoy it so that it won't moment. become the same thing over and over. Ooh. I hate this. I don't like basic cable. I need premium channels. Y'all read between the lines. Don't just do the same thing to me all the time. I need you to turn on HBO one night, Showtime one night, Stars one night. Like, give me something different. I can't take the same thing over and over and over again because it gets mundane. What it gets about the bonnet down. ministry? The who? Bonnet. I can't take them bonnets. Take that thing off your head, woman. <laughs> take it off, at least for the moment. I know you got to wear it. Don't, I don't have a problem with my wife sleeping with it. But don't give me a bonnet. Why we, you don't wear your bonnet in church, so don't wear your bonnet in ministry. But Isaac. <laughs> all right. All right, we're done. We're done. We're done. But I, I want you to, to give us, give us, each give us 60, 60 seconds of, of encouragement as we leave. Because here's the thing, is that there are people here who want to be married people here who want to be in the kind of loving, satisfying, flourishing relationships that you guys are in, and it's just not going to happen. Give us some encouragement if singleness is just our lot in life. Wow. Well, I'll say this, that... <laughs> well... <laughs> Keep a repentant heart. <laughs> Keep a repentant heart. <laughs> I'll say this, you know, of, of course, the familiar scripture, and it, it, it sounds so good, yeah, he that found the wife found the good thing and obtained a favor from the Lord, and we understand that. But if you're in a situation, I, I feel like you cannot settle for anything just to say, I'm getting married. But, look at somebody and say, but. But. If you want to be married, you can't be overly picky either. Come on. You have to find the happy medium and the balance of saying, this is what I want, but I'm willing to let go of this, you know? So you have to find that. But you can be happy, I, but I can't speak on that because I'm gonna get the line in church. I can't really talk about, like I know that God, I know people that have never been married and they happy. And I, I think it's okay. I mean, if you're happy, it's all about your self happiness, you know? But I think there are people that are married that shouldn't be married. Uh, there are people that are dating that's scared to get married because they don't want the commitment and they need to get married. So uh, maybe Dee or Tammy or Gerald can... I, I would just say to continue to, as I mentioned before, continue to live the life that God has for you and walk, live in your path, you, you know, work your job, you achieve your goals, and if it's for you, it will happen. Yeah. That's good. Um, I just want to tell my sisters, don't self-sabotage. Like, um, I've, seen, I've seen some people on social media say things like, um, don't ask me out to coffee if you ain't ready to get married. But there are some men that never thought about a wife till he met you. You get what I'm saying? He never thought he needed marriage. He never thought he wanted family. Then he sat down to dinner with you. And now it's like, whoa, 
I think I want to do life with somebody like this. So, but we are, our standards and our expectations, we want somebody to come to the table with tons and we come empty handed. I'm the mother of three sons. I'm not raising them to just go get a woman that ain't got nothing to offer. We want so much, but we don't want to give anything in return. So what I want to tell my sisters is don't self-sabotage. Don't beat these men up because who they are right now is not who they're going to be. He's not who he was when I dated him. He's right. not who he was when I married him. D can say the same thing. I just think we need to be a little more open with the idea that people grow and change, be a little more receptive, and don't, because a lot of these men look at y'all and be like, I don't even want to try. She's a lot. Like, it's a lot. So um, just don't self-sabotage. Um, I would say to always remember, single or married, and if you end up getting a divorce or you stay together or you end up just staying single for life, always remember to wipe the slate clean. Don't take uh, what the last person did into the next relationship. Give them a fair chance to treat you because you never know you know, how that person gonna treat you. And what happens is a lot of times, because if we really sit down and be honest, we've taken a lot of baggage into the next relationship. And none of us have sat down and talked about it. We haven't talked about our past, our family past, to know that, um, I'm gonna use it this way. Did y'all remember beepers? And they, they used to beep you and say 304, but you turned the other way. It was the other word. Y'all follow? Okay, so to know that what runs on your sides of the family, too, to pay attention to your, to your background, too. Um, that's what I would say. So if you're, if you're, I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60, you say, I'm going to get married. I'm going to get married. Still keep believing that, but still keep preparing yourself for it. And that's what I mean by keeping your slate clean and knowing your history of your family. So that, and know, yes, knowing what you're capable of and knowing what not to do and what to do and what you want in a relationship. That would be my suggestion. Come yeah. on, let's celebrate these two couples. Come on, Kai family. Why don't you help me thank God for the gift of Team Karee, Team Haddon, and for Pastor Willie Francois. Come on. We thank them for their wisdom, their insight, and most of all, their transparency and their vulnerability. Before we get ready to go tonight, as always, we want to remind you that if you want a deeper connection, uh, if you want to get connected with our Alpha Tree Baptist Church family, or if you want a connection with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our deacons will be down here at the front of this church afterwards. You can come talk to them and get further connected with the ministry and the work of this place. We thank you all for coming out tonight. We want to remind you that on March 1st, we have our I Am The Man concert at the Kennedy Center. We want to invite you to get those tickets as they are available. Before we go, let's reach out and, and grab somebody by the hand. We're going to pray our way out of here tonight. Tonight we were reminded that, you know, marriage is difficult, but prayer and relationship with Jesus makes it all possible. Whatever situation or state we find ourselves in, it is prayer that makes life possible. Let's look to God. God, we thank you tonight because there was a time where we couldn't bring our whole self into church. We came into church with a facade, an impression of who we are, and we left half of our real lives, God, outside these doors. But we thank you tonight that we could be real and relevant that we can have a discussion about some of those things that affect us the most. God, we pray that this word has fallen on fertile soil, that all those who are here tonight may be empowered and inspired. Most of all, oh God, that we may have a new insight, a new outlook as we continue to press our way through life and as we continue to explore the dynamics of relationship. 
God, may these, wor these words inspire us, motivate us, and help us to continue to believe. God, as we depart from this place, we ask that your presence would continue to lead us and guide us, that your Holy Spirit would protect us on our journey home, and that, oh God, tomorrow we may have a beautiful day, God, and find joy in all the many miracles you make manifest in our lives. Holy Spirit, do thy will in our lives. God, I press peace into my neighbor's hands. I squeeze a little bit of joy into my neighbor's hands. And God, I press hope for tomorrow into my neighbor's hands, believing that whatever God has in store, the best is still yet to come. We love you, God. We believe that. And we go from this place excited about what you have in store. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in the grace of God. And may the grace of God go with you. Have a good night, Kaya.